Welcome to Torah Dimechanach Yomi. My name is Adina Schmidman. We find ourselves now in difficult and challenging times, and yet it is the daily learning of our sacred history that holds us and gives us strength. Rav Yosef Tzvi Rimon shared recently that we are a part of the next chapter of Tanakh. As we conclude the second cycle of Tardi Mechanach Yomi, please go to ouwomen.org slash siyum24 for information on Nach Shabbat, Siyum USA, Siyum Israel, to add your name to the Siyum scroll and to donate to support Torah Imecha Nachyomi. Bring your sisters, mothers, aunts, grandmothers, and friends to mark this milestone. Please share your experiences and how Torah Imecha Nachyomi has impacted you by emailing ouwomen at ou.org. And now for today's Perak. Welcome to Tairat Imecha Nach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Pamela Rafka Simonson, and today we will be studying Divrei Hayamim Base Perak Aleph Chapter 1. In friendship, in leadership, mentoring, parenting, teaching, it's a strength when we are able to be confident, giving, and trusting enough to encourage our friends, mentees, children, students to find their own path to greatness that is not reliant on us. Guiding the people that we lead by imparting knowledge and tools to apply to life's movements independently of us is sometimes difficult for us. But it's a manifestation of our belief in others and it's a commitment to the true goal in this world of each individual making a unique spiritual contribution. Before his death, David HaMelech tells his son Shlomo in Sefer Malachim, Be strong and become a man. In Divrei Hayamim Beis, verse 1, it says, Shlomo, the son of David, strengthened himself upon his kingdom. And Hashem, his God, was with him, and he made him exceedingly great. Malbim explains here, that until now, Shlomo had been dependent on the power and advice of his father. And now he is strengthened in himself, as his father David charged him to do. But whilst we can see that there may be a benefit in loosening our heavy dependence on others in some ways when it comes to our maximizing our own potential, as we open Divrei Hayamim Beis, we are reminded of our total dependence on Hashem. As the Pasuk says, Shlomo the son of David strengthened himself upon his kingdom and Hashem his God was with him, which Matsudas David reads as Shlomo the son of David strengthened himself upon his kingdom because Hashem his God was with him. However much effort we may have invested in any area of life, 
our success is ultimately always in Hashem's hands. And this we need to be careful to remember. Our dependence on Hashem is total. Matsudas David's interpretation of Posuk Base, verse 2, tells us that Shlomo speaks to the people of Yisrael, specifically the leaders. And whilst not explicit in the Posuk itself, the commentary infers from the next Posuk that what Shlomo tells them is to go with him to the Boma, the high place, the altar, that is in the place called Givon. We see in verse 3, Shlomo and the entire assembly with him went to the Boma, the high place that was in Givon. For there was Hashem's tent of meeting, which Moshe, the servant of Hashem, had made in the desert. The Bama in Givon at this time was the national altar, where communal offerings could be brought. Components of the Mishkan, the portable temple built in the desert, were now here in Givon, minus the Arain, the Ark, which was in Yerushalayim, having been brought there by David, as is referenced in Pasuk 4. Verse 5, And the copper altar that Betzalel, the son of Uri, the son of Chur, had made, had been placed before the Mishkan of Hashem, and Shlomo and the assembly sought it out, which Metsudas David says means they brought sacrifices upon it. Pasuk 6, Vayaal Shlomo Sham, Al Mizbach Hanachoshes, Lifnei Hashem, Asher Laihel Moyed, Vayaal Alav Eilis Aleph. Shlomo offered up there on the copper altar before Hashem, which belonged to the tent of meeting. He offered up on it a thousand burnt offerings. On that night, Hashem appeared to Shlomo. Pasuk 7. And he said to him, Request, what shall I give you? There is a commentary on Divrei Hayomim that is attributed to Rashi, but it's not clear that this commentary is actually by Rashi. So it's referred to as Mayuchas Larashi, attributed to Rashi. But going forward in our study of Divrei Hayomim, anytime I bring something from this commentary, I'll just refer to it as Rashi for the sake of fluency. So Hashem said, Sha'al ma etenlach, request, what shall I give you? Rashi interprets, Hashem is saying to Shloma, choose and request everything that you desire and I shall give it to you. And Shlomo responds in Pesukim 8 to 10, beginning with praise. Shlomo said to Hashem, You have done great kindness with my father David. And you made me king in his stead. Amongst specifications by Torah commentaries of the great kindness Hashem performed with David, 
are those listed by the Minchas Erev. That Hashem took David from shepherding. It was a great kindness that Hashem made him king when he was not of royal descent. And it was also a great kindness that Hashem promised David that his son would also rule after him. Posuk 9, Shlomo continues his answer. Now, O Hashem God, may your word with my father David come true. For you have enthroned me over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Now give me wisdom and knowledge. And I shall go forth before this people and come in. For who could judge this great people of yours? Matsudas David explains Shlomo's point that, that it would be impossible to judge a people like this from the wisdom of one's heart without help from heaven. Malbim draws our attention to a difference in the account of this episode here from where it is found in Sefer Malachim. Malbim explains that when a story from elsewhere in Tanakh is repeated in Divrei Hayamim, it's in order to explain something. If something new is not going to be presented, then the details are abbreviated. Fewer of the words Shlomo spoke to Hashem are retold here in Divrei Hayamim, but one piece is added here to what he says, which is from Posuk 9, now, O Hashem God, may your words with my father David come true, explains Malbim. This is to teach that if Hashem would not give Shlomo a wise heart to hear judgment, Hashem's word and promise to David that his son would rule after him would not be fulfilled. Because the purpose of kingship is to judge and to lead the people with chokhmah, with wisdom. If this would not be, then he is not king over the, over the people, and the words of Hashem would not be fulfilled. Malbim also notes that in Malachim it's reported that Shlomo requested from Hashem, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and bad. Whereas Ezra has written in Divrei Hayomim that Shlomo said, give me wisdom and knowledge, chokhmah umada." And I shall go forth before this people and come in. Posuktan. The explanation is that he needs wisdom and knowledge in order to have an under, under, to have an understanding heart to judge. Hashem responds to Shlomo's request in Psukim eleven and twelve, saying, "Ya'an asher im Since this was in your heart. And you did not request riches, possessions, and honor, nor the life of your enemies. Nor have you requested many days. Asher tishpait es ami, asher himlachticha olav. But you have requested for yourself 
wisdom and knowledge that you should judge my people over whom I have enthroned you. Wisdom and knowledge are given to you. And riches, possessions and honor I shall grant you. Such that the kings before you did not possess and which will not be so after you. Shlomo is granted more than he requested. Malbim addresses the question, how can what Shlomo requests in a dream find favour in Hashem's eyes? Because a person's ideas when dreaming don't come from intellect or choice. Malbim explains that actually the fact that he requested this in a dream was because his heart was already filled with these ideas while awake. He thought about it always, that Hashem give him wisdom and knowledge. His answer in the dream was according to what he had already thought about whilst awake. This is why Hashem says here, since this was in your heart. In life, there can be many factors competing for our attention. And numerous desires, dreams tugging at us, sometimes in conflicting directions. I would suggest that it can be a process of active internal work to integrate into our deepest self the wants that we may know in our minds and may even logically articulate are the channels to spiritual success and meaningful satisfaction, but that may not yet be so embedded that we would request them from the unfiltered depths of our heart if asked in a dream. Shlomo, who had come to the high place which was in Givain, came to Yerushalayim from before the tent of meeting and he reigned over Yisrael. The translation I just read matches Radak's teaching in the Posuk that after Shlomo had gone to the Boma in Givain, he went to Yerushalayim. From before the tent of meeting, which was in Givain, he went to Yerushalayim. This Posuk contains a grammatically challenging structure, as it seems to say, literally, to the Boma which was in Givain Yerushalayim, which we know are two different places, Givain and Yerushalayim. Based on Yoma, Radak explains the connection between the two places here in the Posuk, that Shlomo came from Givain to Yerushalayim with his face towards the Bama in Givain, just like he had faced the Bama on his way to Givain. He faced the Bama when going to Givain and when going from Givain to Yerushalayim, facing toward the Bama when leaving was a show of respect to the Bama. We learn from here that, for example, Kaihanim, priests, when departing from their service, would leave with their faces sideways, not turned away. Similarly, a student, when departing from their Torah teacher, does not turn their face away from the teacher as they leave.
What a beautiful lesson we can take metaphorically from here. To remain focused on sources of spiritual strength. Not quickly turn our back on inspiration, but hold it in front of us a little longer. Hopefully this way it will remain with us better. The next four Pesukim, 14 to 17, detail Shlomo's great wealth with 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen. Some of the horsemen and chariots he left in the chariot cities, so named according to Rashi because the king's chariots were there. And some of them were with him in Yerushalayim. The gold and the silver in Yerushalayim, it says in the Posuk, Shlomo gave like stones, meaning, according to Radak, that the silver and gold were as plentiful as stones, so to speak. Cedar trees were plentiful. Egypt was the source of their horses. And based on Rashi, we understand that Shlomo's merchants had control over the export of horses from Egypt. Other kings would export via them. And the chapter ends telling us, Shloma ordered to build a house in the name of Hashem and a house for his kingdom. Malbim notes that Ezra added this posuk here to the account. This was not mentioned in Sefer Malachim. Malbim explains that this is to teach that David HaMelech had already prepared enough cedar trees and craftsmen for the building of the temple, house in the name of Hashem, that Shlomo plans to build. It was because Shlomo also wanted to build a house for his kingdom, a palace, that he would need to request more cedars and craftsmen from King Choram, which is the opening to the next chapter of Divrei Hayam and Beis. Perhaps we can metaphorically walk backwards as we leave behind this peric for now in order to hold on a little longer to some of its messages as they work their way inwards to our deepest selves. Thank you for studying together. Leilui Neshmas Rose Foreman, Razel Rachel Bas Arie Leib, and Rachel Zeitlin Rachel Bas Schleimer.